0: Yeah. All right. I'm recording again. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Nice. Okay. Nice. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. And hello. Hello there. It's us. It's the Arl Knots. We're back for the first podcast in 2021 and also the first podcast in over a year. Yeah. Uh, but here it is podcast number 22. In 21 in 21 yeah
0: the last podcast yeah, we did was february of last year right before it all stopped right before everything Good stopped Lord. yeah before everything collapsed there's a clip from that podcast too where we joked about feeling a little under the weather <laughs>
1: <And> how, <laughs> oh yes and how and how the and how that pandemic was going to get us all yeah we're like
0: there's this is going to be the one man i'm telling you everybody's sick everybody i talked to is sick something's going on man um <laughs> the one time we've ever been right about anything ever
1: yes yeah well i mean yeah and a lot of things have changed since then yeah uh some but uh but this is this is it we're here today to catch everyone back up to discuss some upcoming projects to get everyone excited for some things that are in the pipeline and to just talk about some of the things that have been happening in entertainment yeah as we do because that's all we've got left <laughs> is netflix Wait, is, yep, and amazon prime and hbo max disney, killing it disney right plus now. it's
0: all disney plus i got cable oh, that's all happened. i've got cable again somehow after all these
1: years <laughs> of weaning myself off of it i've just got do you see what they did there yeah. do you see what they, they did full they just, circle they, they just came right back around now it's like cable except you have an individual subscription to every channel. It'd
0: be like, if it was the eighties, I would have a cable, I would have 19 cable boxes that each gave me
1: one channel. That's. Did you, <laughs> did you have the the old aluminum can trick with your cable no, box? No, we had,
0: what we had was oh the, uh, the analog box with the dial that had like 80 channels on it. That was the cable box. Yeah. And we could, if you just tweak the knob just enough between two channels, you would get the higher channel for free like cuz it was just scrap really? it was just scrambled so if you just like tweaked it towards the highest channel on the on the meter just a mi- just a micro you'd touch you would get that channel yeah i would boot like so many touch. hbo movies
1: onto slp tapes i'd stuff like three movies three full full-length movies onto a tape oh um, man all those old tricks like out uh, so our our cable box was um it was this brown beauty oh yeah <laughs> this this like bulky you know big red numbers on it. Um, oh, I
0: know that was it. There were they digital big digital, like clock. Yeah. Big yeah, like alarm numbers clock
1: numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, somehow, uh, you know, when everybody, you know, word of mouth, you'd, you'd learn how to, to crack just about anything. And, uh, somehow my brother found out that if you cut out a piece of aluminum, like from a Coke can or something and jam it into the, <laughs> the undercarriage of the cable box, like in between some section it would short it out in some way and you got all of the premium channels for free that's and it it like it actually worked like we had a cable box with aluminum aluminum cans stuck into it to get free cable i mean that's just that's
0: the most like low tech hack job ever just like (laughs) just stab it with metal and see if something happens
1: Isn't that how low tech, isn't that how the coolest low tech hacks happen? I love it.
0: You know, just,
1: just shank your cable
0: box (laughs) it will unlock its full potential. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. So uh, 2020 was, it was interesting. It was, we weren't shut down. I mean, we were still making content. We still made some, some videos that I love, you know, existential troopers came out of that um oh yeah the Creepio rap the psa the covid psa that's still relevant like i i shared it on our social media and like the lyrics are still pretty much you know still relevant you could still use those tips like creepio's advice didn't didn't age out sadly yeah um yeah and then we uh oh, and then the daft punk video man i'm, I'm so bummed that one didn't do better because i i really love that one
1: yeah, that was a uh, th- that was a really joyous piece
0: for us. It may have just been too weird. I think maybe people just thought it was a real Daft Punk video, like Daft Punk made it. And they're <laughs> like, "I don't understand why they would break up this way. Like, why don't they have French accents?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. Like it's if they're robots, they're not really French, you know? Like if they're from space." <laughs> like just can you use a little bit of suspension of disbelief here?
1: Just Yeah, also things are overdubbed in different languages. Yeah. That's a that's something that does happen in the world. Yeah, you know, we we're all aware that that's a thing, right?
0: Yeah. Like things are overdubbed. Like Liam Neeson is not Mandarin, but I'm pretty sure he's like telling people about <laughs> his special skills in their language. In
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had reimagined uh new music and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've been definitely uh Oh, so that's interesting because in the middle of that too we were moving. Yeah. So Zach has moved and I have moved. So, we're now in new locations, but that just kind of kind of slowed us down for about a for a little bit. Yeah. Uh but we've had a uh, a lot of incredible meetings on uh on episode 7. I think we're going to probably talk about that episode 789. Yeah. Just to give you guys an update on that, but we've been going through that. We've got a, a bunch of other projects uh in the pipeline. We want to do more podcasting. I think we we're probably going to get be getting more back into that.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, it's it's weird when we kind of slow down on them. And I think the reason I give when people ask about it is that just because you and I have such limited time together, we just tend to just focus on the YouTube stuff. um, And then yeah. the podcast stuff just sort of gets deprioritized. But a lot of people are asking about it. And they were like saying how much they would love to see some more. So who knows if that we just heard from the actual amount of people who want more of them. Maybe it's just five people, but... <laughs> um more than happy to throw this out there and see how it goes. There for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, what do you think? Episode 7, so we were just talking about it, so maybe Let's do yeah. it. Let's
1: talk Episode
0: 7. It's definitely um coming together in like weird and wonderful ways. Um I think going into it after Rise of Skywalker came out, I think there was a brief period where we didn't want to do anything with it. We were just like there's I hate the way this series we, ended. I hate how we were
1: still processing. Yeah. Right? I was like, I
0: hated all the fan, like all of the fan reactions to it. Like everything about it just was bringing me down. So I was like, I don't, I don't even know how to make fun of this. Like, it's just so disappointing, you know, that how everything played out, but then uh, we let it sit for a little bit, bake. And then we started coming up with some pretty solid stuff. And I think we've got a worthy, uh, a follow up <laughs> to the, the rest of the, t- the series.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, the, our goal has always been to, we want to continue the story, but we also just want it to be as lunatic yeah. as the the most lunatic of, of the previous adventures. And uh, so
0: I think maybe I'm just going to say this and this may be ambitious, but I think maybe uh-oh. ours will do justice to our trilogy better than <laughs> the new trilogy did justice to the old series.
1: <laughs> I mean, It's impossible for it not to. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I will say one thing about the new trilogy is that there's this polarization of Star Wars fans, right? There are people that are all over the place. There are people who are... They love the original trilogy, but not the prequel trilogy. And then there are people on the opposite side of that spectrum. And it created, like, a huge polarization of the fan base. And then you had... um, the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and those two films in combination just completely tore the fan base apart, yeah. right? But what happened was the rise of Skywalker sucked so badly it brought everyone back together with this mutual yeah. hatred <laughs> for the whole sequel trilogy. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting how that happened, yeah, it's a, you know? It's a little... Uh... And that's, that's really awesome, so congratulations. <laughs> everyone was
0: like, hey, man, you know what? Everything sucks. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just put our differences aside and agree on that. Um, I think that it had a little bit of the Game of Thrones factor where the buildup was so big that you almost wondered how they could possibly land it and then they just didn't. And then nobody talked about it ever again. (laughs) It was so so deflating that it has just vanished from pop culture. There's been almost no... Every once in a while, I'll get like an ad that's like a Game of Thrones, like mobile game. And I'm like, oh yeah, fucking Game of Thrones. Remember when that was the biggest thing thing ever? And then until it wasn't like, it just, you sometimes forget when you get sucked into the fandom and the, and the divisiveness and the controversy that these are just regular people writing these stories. And sometimes they don't, they don't know what to do either. And yeah, there are no more, you know, we, we give power to these stories and give them an important place in our lives and sometimes forget that the people writing these stories are are just as prone to fucking up and in big ways. And they did a lot. And, uh, this, this past, these last couple big franchises have all failed to stick the landing as far as in my opinion, you know, it's like, uh, breaking bad was sort of the last great one that was like clearly had a, a blueprint, that it was following the whole mm. time and didn't really seem to lose sight of that. And if they did lose sight of it, Bravo for fucking bringing it back together, you know, cause it, it always felt like it was a cohesive uh, narrative. Yeah, sure. that was, you know, being guided by one goal. Um, sure. And everything else that has failed has felt like scattered messes that were, that never had a goal and th- everybody had a different opinion on what the goal might be. And then let's just go ahead and fuck it. Let's just make it. And maybe we'll figure the goal out along the way. And yeah,
1: they land on a different, different parts of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Sometimes they miss the mark a little, but still Mm -hmm. have some value to them in the way they're presented or some redeeming thing that just still makes you want to root for it. Yeah. Right. And you know, the last, uh, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker, like, didn't have that. Yeah. Even. The Rise of Skywalker just felt like. <laughs> it was like, just sort uh, of a huge bummer.
0: Kind of felt like the Yankees, I guess. A lot of people, I'm not a huge baseball fan, just like right out of the gate. But from what I understand from my fellow base my, my baseball fan friends, is that they're a team that can just afford, they're too big to fail. They could just buy their way yeah. into whatever position they want to be in and regardless right. of how you feel about their players or their lineup or the, uh, other teams you just know that the Yankees will probably just outbid everybody uh to be at the top and that's kind of how rise of skywalker felt it just kind of felt like they were trying to yankees us and it was just like dude you guys suck like it's i don't care how much money you throw at this like you can't buy talent like that's um
1: yeah so to, so to bring it back around we're taking all of that energy yeah. and we're going to be dumping it right into <laughs> episode 7 8 and 9 and it looks like we are doing episode 7 8 9 now as individual yeah. pieces. Uh at some point we had talked about maybe stuffing them into one <clears throat> big piece, but that is clearly not the way to go. Yeah. Uh even if even if maybe one of them is like 20 minutes and another one is like 40 minutes, I don't know how that's going to break out yet. We haven't really figured out exactly the running time on it. Yeah. But we do have scenes selected. We have uh we have the story written. I will say what the films did right was give us
0: the exact right visuals that we would need to make our story make sense. Like, I mean, everybody has already seen everybody who's an RLNATS fan has probably already seen episode six and they've probably already seen the actual sequel film. So they already know that Emperor Palpatine is hooked up to a giant machine arm and is like resurrected, you know, and there's pieces of the death star everywhere. So those are just like, and I know this because people, watch the films, then they at us and they're like, guys, this is was made for you. Let's like it's almost like they didn't even care about <laughs> doing justice by Star Wars. They're giving you creepyo stuff. They're giving you Pal- Mr. Palpatine stuff. It's like it's almost like they just wanted you to be able to to close your story out. So it's they definitely <laughs> did us a solid with with in those respects. Um, yeah. And it's like obviously they didn't do that. JJ Abrams doesn't know who the hell we are, but some people in Star Wars do. Um, including whoever wrote the last Laser Master into canon. Oh my as, God! As found by some intrepid yeah. uh, Discord people, there's yeah. a book of short stories out there, and one of them is written by a gentleman who talked about Legends of the Last Laser Master, which was an old TV show in the Star Wars in universe. Universe, and. <laughs> Apart from the name that- itself, the lore of The Last Laser Master also has some familiar notes to it. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we got some fans on in, in the inside. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'll say fans. Yeah, I'm wow. If I see Dingleberry Janks uh, or J- Jingleberry Danks. <laughs> Dingleberry Janks.
1: Jingleberry
0: Danks. Danks. If he shows yeah. up, we know something's afoot.
1: The last laser master will, will return. <laughs> he, he will make a return, but uh, the, he'll be just as awesome as you hope.
0: The laser men. Yeah, it was. I wish I could find the, uh, the excerpt offhand. I think someone just screenshot there. They actually had the book and they just sent us a photo of it. So I don't know if it's searchable. Um, and then I looked into wasn't the they, dude.
1: There, wasn't there a character in there named like Moreholm or something? Yes, Morehouse. There like,
0: was no, there was a Morehouse. There was for sure in the same story. <laughs>
1: Oh, I thought it was like caravan more home. Or it something. may have been something like
0: that, but it was definitely like, yeah, it was too, it was too <laughs> close. I was like, all right, man, is this, are you rubbing this That's in our face funny. or are you giving us a shout out? We don't know. We don't have contact with the dude
1: cause he doesn't exist. Like that was one of those moments where I thought that maybe a fan had Put together that whole thing, right? There was a. They were just joking. There was no. There was no. There was no short story. There was just this fake excerpt that that person had designed. They just got some novel typeface and, and some like parchment paper, and
0: you know, <laughs> by hand, just printed each letter like with a stamp. That uh, that guy. So we, I tried to look up the author, and there's very little of, of information available about him, uh, except that he. So people that follow us on Twitch know that I I really like the Destiny series. And one of my favorite things from the Destiny series was this uh, pieces of lore that you could pick up in this one area of the game. And fully collected, it gave you the origin of this alien species that you're fighting. And it was really great stuff. It was like kind of like uh, horror mixed with sci-fi. And it was just... And it was really used its own voice to tell the story. It was like the people that, the creatures themselves, it was from their perspective. It was like their holy text. That guy wrote it. And and there is no follow-up work from him. I just, I went down a weird thread and he was writing some creepy fan fiction on Reddit. It was like sexualizing video game characters. And then I just saw another thread where like, hey, does anybody know what happened to this writer? It se- He seems to have gotten really weird. So I, I don't know <laughs> how, if any of that is true, if it, it even is linked, linked to the same dude. But yeah. the only thing I do yeah. know is that no. we don't know enough. So if you have this book, if you know the author, if you are the <laughs> author, please help us clarify this mystery because it is... Uh, <laughs> we want to know. We want to know. It has been killing us for the... well. Not until we just brought it up again just now, but <laughs> it's, I would
1: still like some closure. So what other projects? Oh, another couple of updates. Um, we've got some other infomercial wars stuff Yeah, coming up uh, and, and that will be in sync with a new LP mm-hmm. that will be coming out of some unreleased, uh, some released and some unreleased. So look out for information, uh, news on that it's kind of exciting.
0: Yeah. That's going to be hot. That's, um, someone reached out to us, a very, very cool individual who specializes in producing records for music that maybe necessarily wouldn't have a record release. Like, and I think a lot of it was like video game scores and things like that, but yeah, his his body of work is impressive. And we're excited that he reached out to us and we're excited by the, uh, the amount of effort and resources he's willing to, to put into this, to make it a reality. So there's going to be an Arl knots album, like uh, a full vinyl release. Yes. And it's going to be f- can't wait. full of the, you know, the, the infomercial war shenanigans that you have come to expect, <laughs> which is to not expect anything. Cause it's just random and strange
1: <laughs> new ways every yeah. time. And we left off with a, copperware mask. Cop wear so mask, of course yeah. the, the resistance has going to have something to say about that. So kind of worried
0: about they're, they're where forming, we're going to go they're... with the resistance. Cause it almost seems like they're going to turn into like anti-vaxxers or something like that. <laughs> they might be, it <laughs> might be, we already had them yelling about freedom and flags and stuff like that. But
1: I think it's safe to say that both sides are, are assholes. Yeah, neither side is are good people. I mean, that's
0: what they gave yeah. us though. They literally had that in a commercial where like the guy put the visual, uh Anti glare blinder down, and it was just an American flag. Like that's such a weird thing to do in a commercial <laughs> for a junk product. You know, that's yeah, you're gonna find in a in, in, in the weird aisle of CVS. That. Yeah, yeah, you're never gonna find those products in a legit aisle at the grocery store. It's always the weird <laughs> aisle. It's like um
1: there's a special there's a special place for those yeah items there's gonna be in it's the aisle for things that have 17
0: different fonts on the package and like <laughs> a weird stock photo of a person smiling yeah so that's that's sort of what's on the arlnott slate and then of course they'll always be peppered throughout just something you know if we see just a of the moment thing to make a video about like the daft punk video you know that was just we turned that around and we saw the video they made and then made our own video like the next day, you know? So sometimes we'll, we'll throw some things like that out there. It's tough. Yeah, it was a long, because I think a lot of times people that subscribe to our channel are only there for the episodes. So it gets tough when you put a video out, you put a lot of time and effort into it are pretty proud of. And then the, one of the comments is just like, should, am I going to, should I just unsubscribe now? Or are you going to make episode seven? It's like, dude, what is what do you do with that? Like you don't like Yeah, free those those don't
1: like that's those don't help the, yeah. the the process. Like those comments just make me want to fold up my arms and just be like, "What? Yeah, I'll just you, be a full-time whatever. personal
0: trainer. It's easier, you know. It's like, <laughs> like whatever, man. Like I don't I get to yell at everybody. They just do what I say. They don't have to listen to their back talk." <laughs> no, it's fine. It's like we we're always like pretty open about criticism. Like we enjoy criticism. We, we like to hear informed ideas about how things could be different or better, but just straight up, like you didn't make the thing I wanted. So your trash is just not helpful at all.
1: Yeah. I, I still fall back on the idea that our comment sections in our, on our YouTube videos are some of the most awesome little communities. Like I, I like, have you, have you gone into any of the, some of the songs that we've, that we've pulled to use in our oh, episodes. Oh yeah, dude. I was doing that the, the other day. Sections. Um I <laughs> it's am incri- like, like my like
0: came on the radio, like my playlist, and I was I was joking about it with uh, my girlfriend. I was like, oh, you want to see something funny? I'm just gonna go to their upload and see how it's going in the comment section. And it's still and it looks like they actually tried to re-upload <laughs> it because it was a like a more recent upload, and it's still all. Django fat quotes and the, the dip <laughs> but, is the same, uh, dead mouse. Like the, um, yeah. Maths I think is the song. Maths, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think my favorite is Moby's. Ah, the comment section on, on, "Ah which was from the, the liquor store race scene in friend zone is like all comments are like, was the liquor store open? Like, are we going to make it? You know, like what time does it close? It, like I'm shitting my I'm shitting my pants, like every comment, and I just imagine Moby, like looking through the comments and going, "What the fuck is this shit with the liquor store?" <laughs> like taking it personally. Like I don't. Why are they making fun of me? Like, oh man. Like every track that we've used that has a a YouTube video. Well, that's kind of what I, just I I bombarded. like that that's happening so too, because one
0: of the reasons we we're gonna we stopped doing it because YouTube has just become a cesspool for copyright claims, but in the past it was sort of like our own curated like music like from our own hits, you know, things that we like. We're like, yeah. hey, here's a song that you may not have heard of. Here's a group that you may want to check out. So the fact that these people are actually going to those artists' pages and checking them out <laughs> makes it also makes me happy in addition to the comment section oh, making totally. me happy. And it's the uh the maths one is by far the best because there was like a you know it says like under a comment like view replies there's one on there that's like 89 replies and it's just the script from the trench run. It's just to <laughs> get ready for some ass pie. Like it's the whole script and people somehow didn't get out of order with it as they were like re- replying to each other. It's just, yeah, know, it was really, it was really validating in A stupid, the stupidest possible way. It's so stupid. The, ass, the best way to ask the most motion picture.
1: <laughs> it's called, it's called ass. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so we're we're totally stoked. Episode seven has got us pretty giddy, and uh,
0: from... we maybe it's at some point we could start putting live events back on the table again. One of these days. Oh man, that was one thing we were talking a big game about prior to to the world ending. Uh, was coordinating a a more focused and and organized live event, possibly tour that just what? been completely off the table for, you know, in the conversation, so.
1: Man, that's pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: I just got double vaxxed. I'm good to go. I'm juiced up and yeah. invincible and.
1: I mean, this is pretty screwed up. Like, you and I have not s- physically seen each other yeah. in over a year, yeah, bro. exactly. That is. Insane. That is bizarre. I mean, we've gotten into a good groove with doing sessions and. Yeah. It's not, it, but it feels a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, we're, and we're still trying to. We're still trying to figure out new ways to work remotely that are more effective. Yeah. But now that things are getting back more back on track, um, you get to come to the new yeah, yeah uh, studio to the, setup I'm to the too. The I'm sleeping on that
0: couch. That's gonna be. And I already know yeah, I can. We sleep. Gotta... I already know I can sleep on that couch. That couch has got my number. It's good. <laughs> it seems like I shouldn't be able to. Like it's a little too short, but it just it's cozy, man. I don't
1: know. I... Oh man, I mean we have extra rooms now. Yeah. Like we're ready to we're ready to rock. So let's we're gonna do a an, Arno, an Arnold sabbatical. The only thing I will miss. Uh, uh, epic get together. I think
0: one of the reasons why that couch was so easy to sleep on is because it hit you had that killer view at the old place that just. <laughs> It was, like having a, it was like having a screensaver on. You're just like, oh, yeah. Just then you doze off to one of the most <laughs> uh, magnificent vis- visions of, uh, you know, human ingenuity possible. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was a, It was also just, like, nice, too, because the last time I was at your place, not the last time, but the last time I slept on that couch was that, that Christmas when I, like, you couldn't even afford to go visit my family. So, I was like, you're like, come over to my place, man. We'll just do a weekend We'll watch eight of the worst goddamn movies that ever made back to back, and uh, just and eat, that we did. Oh, you know, Man, that was amazing. It was perfect. I can't not recommend the Titan enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a disaster of a film! That that movie is is
1: amazing. I, I can't.
0: I remember telling my brother and I were talking about it because he saw it. He was just trying to tell me about this horrible movie. And I was like, wait a minute. Are you talking about the Titan? He goes, yeah. Did you watch that? I was like, dude, we watched it. And then we were uh, (laughs) talking about a separate movie. And then eventually throughout throughout the conversation, my brother started to put the pieces together and realized that you and I had watched the Titan and also this other terrible movie we're talking about, like back to back. He goes, wait a minute. Did you watch all of these movies in the same night? I was like, yeah, we did, man. We did. He's like, how are you still sane how are you not in a mental institution i can't remember what else we watched um that weird antonio banderas
1: one yeah the one where he wasn't actually billed yeah i think yeah any of the information about the film yeah he
0: alan smithied himself um we watched venom which was probably the best movie we watched yeah throughout that whole weekend but yeah it's been it's been weird man because i i couldn't go see my family that year. And then the last year I couldn't because I
1: was, could possibly kill them with disease. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I mean, it's, it's been weird to see all the new things sort of continue to get pushed further back. Like I was actually looking forward to ghostbusters. I don't know why with from Ivan Reitman's kid. Didn't he he direct it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a, a lot of movies got pushed back. But now they're sort of getting into this groove where things are being released simultaneously yeah. through whatever service and the theater. And that, of course, means like Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah. Which we're going to do we're a stream gonna,
1: of that. We're going to do a watch party. Yeah. The, the date on that's going to be the 24th, Saturday, the 24th. Yes.
0: That'll be. And that's going to be that's going to be my birthday party because I don't want to do anything else. So that's that's going to be <laughs> it. Bring some alcohol. Oh, Zach's yeah, birthday
1: mortal Kombat Yeah,
0: that's i couldn't ask for viewing. a better way to it, you know if i was if things were open i would probably try to get people to go to the theater with me i'm always trying to get people to do things for my birthday that are not you know everybody's like let's go to a, a big expensive dinner and like i'm like nah, no no i don't want to do any of that let's <laughs> let's go see mortal Kombat in the theater and
1: yeah maybe play
0: some arcade games after that or something like that you
1: know oh man oh, how badly do i want to do Dude. that
0: yeah. Oh, that's what, that's how we I used to celebrate. Days. That's how you and I used to celebrate finishing a project. We'd finish a project, upload it and then go get drunk and play video games at barcade. That's Ah, oh, those are the best times. Dude, just dirty ass arcade best sticks. Times. Like we just touched knobs and <laughs> buttons that were just yeah. drunk people were spitting on. Like I can't believe the old world. I I I don't need to go back to it, quite <laughs> frankly. I haven't been sick at, since I had covid. Like that's there's something yeah. to this uh wearing masks and washing your hands thing, you know it's I'm definitely a lot healthier because of it
1: going to the bar I don't even
0: know what to think about it, dude, just like yeah, the bar were just like
1: oh so gross, so grody yeah, It's that's where they keep
0: covid <laughs> you know when they when they when, when they, they when, when they, they, that's gets, they store yeah when it, when they uh when they make new covid it gets oh my camera died again. <laughs> give me one second I'm gonna okay for those of you uh wondering if we don't cut that part. Uh, Craven and I are doing a video chat, so we can at least look at each other um, yes. while we record. So we're having yes. a conversation. Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking forward to yeah. yeah going and having a drink with my bro after a project yes. wrap. That's something
1: we haven't done in a while. We'll hit the beach afterwards. Ooh. There are a couple beaches near my near my new spot. Mm-hmm. We can drive. We can drive there and jump in the icy cold yeah. New England New England waters yeah let's hit
0: that uh late
1: late April water <laughs> <laughs> yep was... seen a couple people doing the the polar jumps recently that's pretty good
0: I get it you know because like ice baths are a thing when you're when you've done like a lot of like athletic training and things like that I get that it's humanly yeah. possible but I just I don't know if people actually enjoy doing it. I think the appeal is just to look as badass as possible. Like I did this tough ass thing and you didn't, you know. I think that's that's all I could say about it to justify it.
1: I don't know the couple people that I've seen kind of look like they're trying to do it under the radar. Mm. One person was it was like 9:30 in the morning and I just just gotten a coffee. Hmm. And I pulled into the lot and there was only one other car there. Huh. And uh And she gets out and she's walking towards the water. And I'm thinking, what's she going to do? Whoa, is she going to go in? You're like, no, she isn't. Yeah, and then she does. Just jumps into the freezing water for like 10 seconds, jumps out, runs back to the car. And I'm like, good for you. Like, maybe that's part of her weird morning routine. that's,
0: uh, That's like Japanese bathhouses do that kind of shit, right? They just like, they take a nice hot bath. And then at the last, at the end of it, they just have a bucket of ice cold water. They just dump on themselves to shock the body into like go mode or something like that. I, right. I may be Shock wrong about that, but I feel like there is a, a a method to that that involves a bucket of ice cold water. That's uh there was a stand-up comedian that said, I don't remember who said it, but he's like, my dad is a real degenerate. You know, he'd been in and out of prison. And he said, the one thing you can't ever prepare for is being stabbed. He's like, there's nothing else that feels like oh, it. You can't train for it. He's like, the best you can do is, Turn the shower on, and before it gets warm at all, just jump in there and just start throwing punches. He's like, "That's the closest thing I can think of to being stabbed." His ice cold shower water just <laughs> start shadow boxing. That's a terrible story. Yeah, it's not. It's the, he's making the best out of a horrible situation. I'm sure growing up in that household was not fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so we got that's that's our 2020 has been unusual. It's we're we're, we're kind of glossing over the the mental toll it has taken on everyone, including ourselves. It was an ugly yeah. end to an ugly era. Um, it's not over yet, really. It's just, the, the it was, to me, it was like the era of cruelty. Um, just seeing how far you could push other people down for no other reason than just because it makes you feel better. And it's just, that's why we're still on fucking zoom chats with each other instead of working in a studio with each other is a direct result of that cruelty and that ignorance. And it's just a bummer, man. It's just trying to keep going under those circumstances to keep trying to push positive as m- things through the pipeline without being bitter about it with like, oh, th- sure. Without feeling, um, helpless with that too. Like, how do you, I, somebody asked me what happened to the, the, the excelsior podcast i was like dude i just did it felt like i was you know trying to scoop buckets of water out of a sinking ship like what do i what do i have to say that's going to like turn the tide of of all of that you know that's meanwhile everything i was trying to put out there as like a positive spin on things just ended up being thrown right back in my face like i'm always like help people when they're in trouble like dude you know easily you could get arrested just like that one, I tried to break up that fight between that, that guy looked like he was trying to kidnap his girlfriend and the cop showed up and threw me to the ground. This other dude got like fucking handcuffed. It was like, none of us are involved. We're just here to help. And like, you get punished for it. So I was like, fuck, shut the Excelsior podcast. Like I probably just hurting people more than I'm helping them with all this idealistic, you know, goody, goody bullshit. Like I, I still believe in it. I still <laughs> subscribe to it. I, I try to do my best. But I'd feel, I felt irresponsible putting that out there. Like, like, yeah, I was putting it into practice and like getting in trouble. Like that's, um, I was telling people to go train to jujitsu and jujitsu is one of the number one hotbeds for toxic right wing fuck QAnon, uh, (laughs) breeding grounds. Like all those, those MMA jujitsu guys are so steeped in that crap. Now it's just, that's like, if I sent anyone there, they may be into it now. Like that's. They may be like QAnon, Alex Jones dude. What have you now. done, Zach? It's just, you know, that's the weird thing about this trying is, to like have a voice. This is why you just like, gotta stick
1: to comedy. Just gotta just, <laughs> just stick, stick to, to dumb comedy. Just stick to shut up.
0: You know, that's yeah. Just be be a
1: comedian. So I'm trying to help people. I, <laughs> well, you know what though, you're you're a better man than 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 I am. I mean, you tried to give people some positive and you know what there's enough people and that's better than what i do there's enough people I, i'm too afraid to offer advice to anybody <laughs> because i don't i don't even know i have no clue and as much as i'm right shitting on myself is... enough
0: people reached out to me and said that it did help and it, they do miss of it course. so it's it was worth it on that in, the, in that respect too but just it's more about just me trying to step back and figure out what the hell's going on and like how to say the right thing when I, yeah. I I didn't think I was saying it the right way before. I, it seemed like the right thing to do at the time, but then just seeing how the world was unfolding was like my approach was just outdated. You know, I was like, ah, I gotta do something else.
1: Well, man, you know, uh, we we just we keep regrouping. Yeah, learn from your past. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep doing Not's podcasts. Hell yeah! Instead,
0: we'll talk about you know robots and shit. That's that'll always be. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about robots, aliens, sides.
1: and. and- <laughs> just- and uh, new shows, yeah, right. We can talk about mm-hmm. that instead of instead of the dark yeah. stuff. The dark stuff. Yeah, we let's can, let's move out of the dark keep, zone into the. We can keep ignoring that side yeah. of of our minds and go on to the oh, other man. stuff uh, instead.
0: Escapism is the uh, is the real that's church the the game, right brother. now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. The, that's where I go for salvation. I'm you all know? about it. Yeah, um, and.
1: Disney Plus has got a lot of that going for it right now. That's How's that for a segue? That's Yeah, okay, that works. That's an amazing way to get there. We're not going to cut any of that. And just a quick note here, there are going to be spoilers as we're talking about WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Invincible, uh, the new animated show on Amazon Prime.
0: I'm super impressed with everything Marvel's been doing. Since the, since the movies, I think I'm actually enjoying the shows a little bit more than the movies. You know, the, uh, sometimes the movies felt a little overlong and, and a little lacked a little focus because they're ensembles. And for the most part, I like this individual, it feels again, like I'm reading comic books now. It's like bite-sized, um, stories that, um, can spend a little bit more time on development And I think it's just, I'm really excited about what else they've got.
1: I mean, so talking about Marvel, just for me to take a step back, I think what's most impressive about what they're doing with Marvel is that they were so successful in building that world that they're able to tell these smaller stories and not skip a beat. Mm -hmm. They don't have to explain anything. Yeah. You you can slip back into that world and you have a sense of who the players are, (laughs) what the world is like. Yeah. And it's insane how they can use that as a new launching point to tell these new, more subtle stories and not have to depend upon any kind of world building. They can just tell these new amazing stories and let these characters and situations breathe. Yeah. And that's incredible to me how successful they've been. WandaVision blew me away with with that as, you know, with their ability to to leap off like that. Yeah. And just own it. And now Falcon and the Winter Soldier is really interesting to yeah. me too, and I just keep thinking, wow, it's kind of brilliant how well they established this universe. Yeah, you know how good these new shows are is just really a testament to how well the entire thing was conceived and executed. And uh, I love know? how I love
0: how they're placing a, a pretty unorthodox amount of trust in the audience to just to yeah. remember these things and to know these things but I also like how they are not afraid to acknowledge that they exist in a movie spinoff. Cause I've seen, I grew up on shows right, right, that would just be right. spinoffs some movies and they just, you could tell there was this unspoken rule that they're not allowed to actually talk about the movie. And we just have to pretend that this, it was, it was a weird thing. I was like, just acknowledge it. Like what, what's the problem? We know why we're here. Like about to sneeze. Hold right. on a second.
1: Do it. Sneeze for a sec. <sighs> oh yeah. Yes. Yes Maybe one more Usually it's two oh. Yes give us another Yes Oh, oh there it Dude. is Dude Oh my <laughs> Please screenshot change... that Dude don't change anything Don't move
0: <laughs> Please screenshot it <laughs> That couldn't be more perfect Bro my eyes are crossed <laughs> Dude I look like somebody just shoved something up my ass, like a, and it made a kazoo sound.
1: <laughs> I can't, I can't breathe,
0: <laughs> bro. Oh that's God. the new like, Arnold's try not to laugh thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus no God. that's natural too, bro. That's all natural. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
1: organic sneeze face. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, in, in case God. anybody missed it, Zach's camera on Discord has been intermittently like <laughs> getting fucked up and freezing, and he has to keep like unplugging it and plugging it back in, and uh, it's occasionally given us a pretty, a pretty smooth freeze frame when it when it gets stuck. But this one, <laughs> Zach in mid sneeze is like next level. Oh
0: my God! Please tell me you, uh, you 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 captured it.
1: I I think I did. Okay. I'm just gonna get one more right, just in case. It. I got I got yeah. to
0: reset it here to get our flow okay, back. Okay, hold
1: on. Let me just get one. Let me just get one more. We're not gonna be able to oh, have a serious
0: on. conversation with that. You were looking at that thing all day. Uh,
1: hold on a minute. Let me see if I can get even just even just like maybe one more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Let me get it in as high res as possible. <laughs> oh no, it went away. Yeah, because uh, you tried to you tried to enlarge it, it didn't you? yeah i did yeah. i tried to enlarge it, but i got i got the only one that mattered
0: <laughs> okay that's good uh, i'm gonna reboot here
1: holy crap that was amazing oh, man. okay that so perfect we'll, we'll we'll post that i like yeah Discord that'll go for...
0: in tandem when you listen to this you'll know to go look for it that's <laughs> oh boy there we go don't switch there we go i'm back <laughs> looking good that's not my face. Uh, I don't know who that was. I mean
1: we're no no, I mean what we're, I mean of course what we're going to have to do is post like a normal picture of you. Oh yeah. right now as a as a contrast and and comparative yeah. look at who you are. Uh, uh, you can't be I don't even I don't even piece. care if
0: it's just like well no, you kind of have to have the normal one so you see how stupid the <laughs> the other one is. I was thinking maybe just post it just on its own, but yeah, you might need the the juxtaposition.
1: I feel kind of inspired just by that one freeze frame <laughs> to do another. Try not to try laugh. not to laugh.
0: Yeah. Let's get it. Even are all not seaside. We'll do a seaside. Version. Yeah.
1: Let's add that to the list. Seaside. like
0: Seaside. What happened to the, the fine bros? Remember those guys we were making fun of in that episode? I don't
1: know. They'd, they're probably just still, they they're just, probably still rich. Yeah. I think you know, I think doing
0: whatever. I think the react videos are still a thing happening.
1: Oh, they're but, just millions of dollars. Yeah, in, they just slid it, out of it. They know? just
0: slid into obscurity, though. They're like, let's not put ourselves out there again. Dude, can you believe that? These guys just whining about other people using the words react. Like, that was the, <laughs> that was, like, peak YouTube. I I just, yeah. what a more innocent I mean, that, that's time. That's sort of
1: when things started going down, isn't yeah, it? like absolutely. I mean, not, not going down, like, YouTube was always funky. But that does feel like when YouTube started making some bizarro changes and started doing this whole, like, you should be moving into like a smaller space that you can afford, yeah. and just making React videos all day. That's what we want. Yeah, that's what your fans want, dude. They, it's just you in a in a small environment. When they were trying to push van afford. life
0: on us, they were like, you know, hashtag yeah. van life has really taken off. you like, you want to be a creator? You should probably just move into a van and shed yeah, you, all your worldly possessions in the name of that's content. What people
1: want to see right now. That's yeah. what we're gonna push. If you're if you're living in a van, and making React videos, you're gonna get into our algorithm, and you'll be happy. I can't impart
0: enough. If you want to be a content creator or an artist or whatever you want to call yourself, just make the thing that you want to make. Because if you follow these YouTube guidelines, they're just gonna they're just gonna screw you because they change all the time. And I've watched some of my favorite creators scrambling to keep up with them and just getting frustrated and yeah. seeing them adopt all the new tricks and just, you know, the homogenization of these channels is just visually, just when you look at the thumbnails, it's just, and you could see the frustration on their face when they started to be like, Hey, I guess a lot of you didn't like that last video, so I don't know what else to do. I'm like, just make your shit, man. Just do the thing you love and just don't worry about it. Like, that's why they came in the first place. Yes, it won't help you. you two will f- bone you if you don't do what it says, but... You know, it's just, would you rather be frustrated that you're forever lagging in this, this system that you're trying to appease or just having good reactions from people based on the thing you made that you love, you know? Hell yeah. Anyway, more bad advice from Zach. Don't follow the algorithm. Just uh, follow your heart and and, never follow the algorithm. And you will one way or the other, you'll end up living in a van. So just, it's up to you on how you want to end up in that van. (laughs) Um, well, let's get back to Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, dude, and uh, yeah, so and Disney and and all the stuff. Yeah, I was talking about uh, the level of trust. Acknowledgement is great, and um, I don't know. It just feels like anything is possible. I feel like even though it's probably not financially realistic, I do feel like there's a chance that you know Doctor Strange might show up, or you know, it's. Uh, it it just seems like they have the the resources, and it's unfortunate because I was making fun of the Yankees earlier. God damn it, my camera just froze again, didn't it?
1: Oh, no, it did. Man, this is getting... Oh, no.
0: So this is... I, bought, I got this camera basically for free because I uh, got that gaming PC and and I got, like, a lot of points for buying it. So I was like, use these points to just pick up some accessories and this camera was part of it. Now I see why it was on offer. But, yeah, they... Uh, you know, we were. I was joking about that Yankees effect. And I kind of feel like Disney's doing the same thing, but at least they're doing it in a way that's um, productive for the storytelling, you know? And so, so that's, so,
1: so that's what's happening, right? Is that television has for a long time been a lot of, a lot of writers and producers and directors have been gravitating towards television because you can tell a longer story. You can do it more on your own terms. uh You can have the breathing room to pace things uh to tell a more rich story perhaps yeah. uh giving the chance to do something over 13 episodes or multiple seasons is like a, an amazing way to to show your vision yeah. for something but now they are connecting films with television to incredible effect so even though like the mandalorian isn't amazing yeah. i mean it's i would say it is actually for yeah amazing in in a lot of ways i think It's incredibly effective in terms of tying in Star Wars content. And everybody was always like, what would a Star Wars television show look and feel like? And now after Mandalorian, you know, we don't have any doubts that it's totally possible and can be super effective and they can create these new iconic things, you know, with the right people running the ship. And like Marvel is the same way, what they're doing with that. I don't think I've ever been so confident in the power of television to connect to film. Yeah and give it a real run for its money, you know. I, I, but but it's also not it's not um conflicting in terms of the scope or anything like that. It's just it's complementary in a new way yeah. that I didn't quite expect, and that's really cool. I
0: think part of that too is this the the taboo of television has worn off cuz you know, mm-hmm. um in the in previous era of entertainment being relegated to television was almost like being um Stripped of rank for an actor sure. or a filmmaker, they're like, "Oh, you're going to TV? Uh, that's like the that you're in the twilight of your career, you know." That's t- so. I think movies were also just reluctant to be tied in with anything, spinning off into TV. So now that whole that is gone. Like being on having your own show is awesome. Now they're like, "Holy shit, I get my own show!" Like, fuck movies. Like, let me get this, let me get this this long term gig, you know. So it's yeah. like I think it's and, a combination. And people still of
1: that. have that, yeah. And they still have that 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 extra room to do things that may be experimental mm-hmm. or to test various types of storylines or see what... And I mean, I think WandaVision was a pretty radical example yeah. of that. I mean, that was... uh, They just ran with that for so long. I know it lost a couple of people because they were like, what is this yeah. weirdness? I can't, I can't take it. Like, this is just baloney. Yeah. But for me, I was... In fact, I thought that the journey was more interesting than the the final, Absolutely. you know, ending place. I mean, I didn't. The ending was the ending of it was cool and it made sense, and it was it was a, it was a fine. They conclusion sufficiently to, marveled to that story. it
0: up at the end, which yeah, yeah, for like as 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 someone who grew up on Nick at Night, I was more invested like you in the uh, in the first half. Like I was really excited. I understood why people were lo- lost on it and it, why they didn't stick around, but. I was just like, dude, are they going to do like, they got, they did, I dream a genie. They did like the Brady bunch. They did, you know, a little bit Dick Van Dyke. Like all these shows I was, I was watching, you know, on a regular basis.
1: I mean the, the homage, the level of, of craft that they put into all of those episodes was just fascinating. They
0: even hit like the, the fun ones, like more recent ones, like uh, Clarissa explains it all or Malcolm in the middle, like that style of like angsty nineties
1: kid, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it wasn't arbitrary how they handled those homages mm-hmm. either. I mean, each episode was bringing you closer to the character's understanding of an awareness of the situation as the decade per sitcom was moving forward and closer to the present timeline. So it worked as like a structural uh, mechanism as well as this just cool-ass conceit yeah. <laughs> to enjoy And they were doing some really incredible things, like they were doing sitcom jokes and timing, yeah, while also moving their own larger arc of a story forward, which was crazy to me that they were able to strike that balance. Yeah, you know, like that—that just like blew me away how they were able to actually achieve
0: that. That sold me right away when I saw that was the uh, the dedication to the style of comedy and the timing from the actors and that the very first episode when vision had this like very Dick Van Dyke reaction to something. She's like, Oh yeah, you know, everything. Then what about this? And he's like, his cover up for that was so era appropriate. I was like, so I was so (laughs) impressed by that. I was like, Oh, I'm in like, whatever. They're going to do this for all this, the television eras. And they're going to, I can't wait to see how they, how they handle them, you know? And I didn't realize how far they were going to go with the, uh, up, they got up into like Modern Family, you know, like uh, a rea- yeah. reality show to camera <laughs> style. Right. Um, so it just, that part definitely was, the part that was losing people was was what caused me to be more invested in it, which I thought was
1: yeah, su- right. surprising
0: for me. Um,
1: there, there were some moments too that were really brain melting. Like yeah. they would keep the music, for example, like Segway music yeah. from the the sitcoms like the, uh, the appropriate styling of music while something bizarre or freaky was happening to the characters, which created this beautiful, like weird tension, you know, and sometimes they would do that with a laugh track, Yeah, you know?
0: Oh, when the laugh Um, track would happen when something was like wrong. Yeah. When something was
1: like, it's sort of, um, you know, for fear of overusing it, it's sort of lynching it in that way. Yeah. But but the use of um, the the various tropes as a foil was really intriguing. Like across the board, uh, from a post production standpoint, um, editorially, WandaVision really got me, and I was like, "This is really interesting. How they can do this in a Marvel world?" And 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 people, it most people, it didn't it didn't cause them to have to they didn't have to stretch at all to get into it.
0: Yeah. It it was still it balanced it walked that line of being, um, mysterious but also not too alienating, you know, and uh, in a way that really helped build the magic side of the Marvel universe, which is something that yeah, a lot of people don't maybe who didn't grow up reading the comics or anything don't understand that there's like there was like an Illuminati in the Marvel universe that was um made up of the most powerful characters from each sort of segment of the marvel universe so like professor x, doctor strange. Uh, I think maybe ghost rider was part of it too cuz he's from like he's spectral, there's magical. So there's like demons, there's wizards, there's space gods, there's, you know, all powerful earth men. So it's you know, I really like that <laughs> they're willing to explore those things with the dedication of the of the nerdiness of it all. Um, yeah, in the sincere but still fun and engaging way. So,
1: and and the other thing is that they're moving the story beyond where we left off. Yeah. Instead of going back and telling stories to fill gaps, yes. which is also that. intriguing to me, because now they're just creating new opportunities for films for these characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had discussed what to the, the, what their plan was for the Marvel universe. Yeah. With films, but I didn't quite understand how well they'd be able to tie in these television episodes yeah. with where they could go in the bigger film picture. And I So they're just they're just killing it. They're just knocking yeah, it out. Yeah. I heart.
0: couldn't I couldn't have been less interested in WandaVision when I first heard about it cuz I I liked Vision as right? a character, but I, like Scarlet Witch was so kind of a non presence for me in the films. Like I get a lot of things centered around her, but just the the her arcs in the movies didn't really give me any interest in seeing more. you know, And so I was right very impressed with how now I want to see more. Like, she's great. Uh, I don't yeah. think she got a full opportunity to shine in the films because clearly she's got some crazy range, especially when it came to uh, meeting the needs of all of these various comedy genres and these, these television yeah. Trope, no, these tropes. Yeah, no, she was phenomenal. Yeah. And, yeah. and Paul Bettany is... Um, we already knew he would be good, but it's great that he's found this new. That's what I love about the Marvel universe. It's given new talent, a a, a great opportunity to shine, but it's given a lot of like, like for, for older actors like Robert Downey Jr. and Paul Bettany, this was their last chance and they've made it. No secret that that was the case. Like Robert Downey Jr. released Tropic Thunder the same year Iron Man came out. Like these were his, like he was like, had a bad reputation. He was in and out of bad places. Um, yeah, he even calls it like the head up my own ass phase, you know, and it's so they, these guys were like, were on their way out, and Paul Bettany was rumored to have been given the opportunity to be the voice of Jarvis as like a mm-hmm. favor, you know, before he I think he was planning on just cashing out and just going back to the UK or something like that, and not even realizing that this was going to parlay into just a, a huge on camera presence like this, you know, um, so it's just been a weird multi-level enjoyment to watch like these stories unfold, but then these careers to unfold and to, you know, and to be able to enjoy something that I grew up on in in a new way that I didn't think I'd be able to ever. Cause gr- yeah, right, growing right. up, we had like, I don't know if you watched the straight to VHS Captain America film from the nineties, but I, I did not imagine a world <laughs> where we were going to get I, uh... anything like this.
1: Boy, I don't know. Um, If I have. Yeah. There's the (laughs) Dolph Lundgren Punisher.
0: Like there's just so many like examples of films that were just afraid to embrace the comic. Like how do we make this gritty and real? It's like, we don't want to, it's a comic book. What do you mean gritty and real? And I'm never going to shut up about blade blade is the fucking reason. And I'm not (laughs) the only one saying it. There's a lot of people smarter than me saying like, if it wasn't for the success of blade, the Marvel mm. film universe may not exist because it was very important that that movie succeeded. And uh, I want to see Blade uh, showing up in the new Marvel universe. <laughs> I want to see a rework of Blade.
1: Because <laughs> uh-huh. where they left off with Blade was
0: not a great place. They were trying to do a TV show, and it was like, instead of Wesley Snipes, it was the dude from Onyx, the rap group from the... you remember the Onyx? Mm. It, was sticky, yeah. it was Sticky Fingers from Onyx. It was just... Okay. I was like, ooh, what are you doing? Um so I think with this new system in place I think Blade could thrive um but who knows cuz Sony still owns some stuff I don't know where Blade is I think maybe he's under Disney but you know Morbius the living vampire is still owned by Sony and they're doing a movie uh huh. with I think who's Mr. Society the Joker what's that guy's name uh Lance Lance <laughs> <laughs> the dude that plays the joker now um but he's going to be morbius so it's like it's still a little bit of a mess um licenses are still spread out a little you know too much for it to be perfect but i am excited yeah. about it um i am excited about falcon and winter soldier you and i talked a little bit about it i'm a little not on board overall i like the parts mm. better than i like the sum of the parts i, I love anything happening between Sam and Bucky like their dynamic is really great it's yep. it's tense it's uncomfortable but it's funny um, and they these two actors do a really great job of uh, uh, portraying each character's uh, own struggle you know you got Bucky who's just riddled with just the worst kind of PTSD imaginable like real memories of things he did didn't have any control over. Um, then you got Sam who's like, he's good enough. He's, you know, he's, it's, I don't care what you think about it. This is what they're going for. He's a black man in America and he's good enough to save the planet, but he's not good enough to get a bank loan. Um, and I think it's just, I'm really excited to see where they, they go with this. Um, and, but i what I'm not excited about is I, I don't, I'm not buying the whole flag smasher thing yet. That whole crew mm. seems a little, uh, second, like an afterthought to me.
1: Enfis Nest or whatever her name is. Uh, you were uh, <laughs> yeah. joking about that, that it's like Enfis Nest in a Marvel. They, they even had like a truck, a heist, uh, <laughs> a like mo- a, like, yeah, like a heist a moving vehicle situation heist. Yeah. where she's got a mask, you know, I almost expected the score from solo to, I wanted to, to see magnet. I
0: wanted to see magnet boots. Uh,
1: I mean, they, they might even as flew well in. They even madness.
0: had like a like air, they had aerial assistance, right? Like, yeah, just the same way they did in the in Solo. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can imagine the, the conversation at Disney, like, hey, let's do this this heist, this moving heist. Yeah, and then let's have it be like, you know, let's do a reveal where it's like this girl, and let's have it actually be that girl yeah, yeah. from Solo. From
0: Solo, let's just do the same arc. Um, yeah, yeah. So It'll blow
1: people's minds.
0: I like. I'm not sold on them yet. I don't dislike it, but it just seems like it's not, it's kind of hard to see where the real threat is in in the, in the show so far. We're like five episodes deep. Is that, uh, and it's, um, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of four. hard to tell. It's, it's like, only four. It's kind of hard to see what the stakes are right now. I mean, like on the surface, the stakes are, there's a super soldier serum out there. We can't let it get into the wrong hands, but it's already in the wrong hands. And
1: it's, I mean, I think it, it might just be getting us towards bad captain America. Yeah. I mean, that might, that might be where it's, it's really driving towards, which would be an interesting, Yeah, you know, people trying to do the right thing after this world has fallen apart yeah. by using the serum has actually created this new monster. Yeah. And you get two groups you know, of people
0: who all think they're doing the right thing and they all have access to the ability to make their version of the right thing happen. Yeah, um, which is interesting, and I like John Walker, um, as as U.S. agent or whatever you know his yeah his character is the the fake the replacement Captain America. I love how the show isn't shy about the implications of that. How they never even attempted to convince Sam to be Captain America, but he gave up the shield to be part of a museum, and they just the next day they were like, "Here's yeah, your yeah. new Captain America." Right. And he looks just like you think he would, you know, that, uh, (laughs) and then you got this reveal that there was a black super soldier, um, who got a raw deal, you know, he got, he was Mm -hmm. in prison for 30 years. He was sterilized by the government because they experimented on him to try to like, uh, it was very much a a reference to the Tuskegee airmen or Tuskegee experiments. Right, Um, right and what i what i admire about that thread is that when that story originally appeared in marvel in the comic books it was so polarizing that the person who wrote that story and i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he was fired by marvel for that story um Hmm. and the original story was a lot worse uh the government was using the super soldier serum uh, testing it on black soldiers against their will they found out that the side effects of it were like sterilization and death. So they started doing, using it for the, that purpose. And oh, Isaiah was yeah. the only one that was it took. And he was the only one that became a super soldier. They immediately put him in the field, put him to work for the government doing, um, disavow level stuff. And then eventually he got uh, disgruntled and tried to steal Captain America's outfit and was arrested and jailed where they sterilized him, tortured him, experimented on him. Um, and so the yeah the writer who who created that storyline was fired because of that storyline. So for them to sort of like um redeem themselves by bringing that storyline back and featuring it in a way that is going to cause a lot of the same uh commotion that the original one did is uh I won't say brave cuz they they fired the dude, you know. Like it's 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 their sin to make up for, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's admirable. Yeah. I'm glad they're they're at least attempting sure. to to go there cuz
1: that's cool. I didn't know any, I didn't know any of that. You yeah. always sort of have the, the back. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to pretend on, like on I and, just had that up my sleeve, comic, but I, I looked comics. into it,
0: you know, I was like, who is this guy? And a friend of mine shot me the link to that sort of uh, unfolded that whole drama. So I'm I'm always interested. It's really fascinating. It, it's, it always feels we're still in an era where everything like that does feel intentional. So I need to know more about it. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. And that actor was great. He's just like, get out of my house! Like, he was... Yeah. <laughs> he was like, damn, this man might explode on you right now. And he had that. Yeah. Um, And then just the way it was presented, it was in New Orleans. And then as soon as they left the house, Sam was confronted by the police. And, you know, in a funny twist, Bucky was the only one that actually was in trouble and got arrested. But right. he was there, you know, it was only through his intervention that Sam got left alone. So, I don't know. I just, I like... What they're trying to say with the show, um, I'm I'm on board, despite me not loving the the whole Flag Smasher thing a hundred percent. But
1: yeah, there are things that I I don't love about it. Sometimes you can sort of feel the smaller level of storytelling with a television series, yeah. though they do an amazing job with production. Like uh, I'm not I'm not knocking oh, that yeah. at all. I think it's more like, oh, anybody can become a super soldier with uh a, just a serum yeah and there are like so many serums everywhere and it's like that's like the, the big threat but it's like oh it's just you just inject yourself you don't it's it's sort of like they developed the way they developed it in the films felt much more like a process more of a and trial people... for each individual well it's yeah and it's it's also like even if you get the super serum, you you don't just have some suddenly like Neo's innate martial arts ability. Yeah. But like, that's kind of what you get here is like, as soon as you inject yourself, you can fight, you can super jump, you, you just become like a super person. There's no training involved in yeah, working like, with your new powers, you know? It's, it's... it's kind of, it's like, uh, it kind of makes the world a little bit smaller yeah. when you do things like that, you know? Um and I do like this new Captain America character, but I don't know if I'm buying. Like, every time he shows up on scene just by himself, it's like a little embarrassing because yeah. it's like they wouldn't be letting this guy run around. He yeah. would have like a whole team of people. The army would be so all over him. Yeah, there's too much you know, invested being this in this new guy. Yeah, they're not gonna like, let, they let they him would have, run he'd, off. He'd be sent out with entire teams of people, and yeah. like special ops people. So it's like it's a little funny when he just like shows up in full costume all the time out in the street. Yeah. He's like, Oh, Hey, it's me. Captain America. Give us your Intel. So, yeah. yeah. Like it's so, so there are things about it. And, and also like this other guy that they brought back to help out this German, uh, what, what's Zemo. His, the character's yeah, name? Yeah. Baron Zemo. Zemo yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's a great actor and he's really funny. And yeah. he brings, I think he brings an interesting vibe to the show, but also it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, the guy who was the ultimate evil bad guy for an entire film is now like comic relief yeah in this. And I guess that's cool, but it's a little I don't know. I guess, in some ways yeah. it kind of I know you mean. I mean it but it's it's like it's like hilarious seeing him dancing. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you get to this weird, weird underworld of crazy new cities and things, which I love the design on this. Yeah, Madripoor scene, is
0: a, a Marvel Madripoor only. Is, Madripoor
1: um, is, is amazing in, yeah. like, so many ways. It's like a, even cyber, it's
0: kinda... it's like a cyberpunk uh, haven that only exists in the Marvel universe. So I'm excited. That, yeah. Which is apparently very it's, big in the X-Men. So that I think what they're doing is possibly setting up X-Men. So that's... Oh, they're definitely doing that in all of their, yeah. their crossovers now. I'm very excited and, about it. Yeah. Um. um
1: I, I mean... Maripor, is that what it's called? Maripor? Madripoor, I think. am yeah. sorry, Madripoor. Yeah. Um, I, I love Madripoor. It's totally goofy, but yeah. the set design and the colors and the vibrancy and the, the sort of cyberpunk styling of it is pretty amazing. My
0: favorite scene so far is Sam trying to stay undercover uh, while they were there. He's Like, why my little one looks like a pimp? And Zemo's like, I love how Zemo's always walking this line of racism, but he's always on the right side of it, just barely. He's like, because you look like the guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess I do kind of look like him. And he's like, <laughs> but then he had to drink that like toxic snake drink. And yeah, the way he just looked at it, he just very seriously goes, I love these. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to try to own it. Then he sniffed. He goes, whoo, I can't wait to drink this. You know, he was. Yeah. And the
1: bartender never once actually was convinced. He didn't believe it, it for him. a second.
0: And even just when he was on the yeah. phone with his sister and he's like, I'm big time. You know, he's that's why I'm going to go back to that <laughs> bank and murder that loan officer. <laughs> he was just so bad at being undercover. And it was like he, uh, the actor, uh, did a really great job of
1: pulling that off.
0: So Anthony Mackie, yeah. that's his name, right?
1: I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're all good characters. I just, it's funny how you can make something feel smaller. Like like it would be it would be like if um if like in the new Ghostbusters movie, Zool became like a character that like slime. He became a slime. Yeah, it was kind of like running around with the group and like didn't have the same yeah. threat anymore, and was kind of like comic relief. It'd be like ah, yeah. you know, I feel differently now. I about guess Zool than the I only did.
0: reason I um. I give him a pass on that because the, the theme of this whole show seems to be good and bad is a weird line sometimes because the flag smashers are all like they're helping people. Right. And that's, and John Walker thinks he's helping people and um, Zemo's whole thing. He was the ultimate bad guy, but his whole thing was just that he thought the world would be better off without the Avengers because his home country does not exist anymore. Because of the Avengers. Sure, yeah. So he's like, I'm only doing this because you are bad people. Like, you're not good superheroes. You don't, you don't, you, people like you, people shouldn't have this kind of power because now a whole country doesn't exist. So his only goal was just to get rid of them. And yeah, he blew up the UN and had some major problematic issues. But it seemed like he, part of his plan was that he expected to die. He expected that um, T'Challa would come and kill him. And he was surprised that it didn't happen. So I think maybe if they considered all of that, what we're getting now is a Zemo who didn't expect to be alive and free. So right, he's just having fun. Like that's his only, you know, what else is he going to do? And I think
1: they're going to make the right decisions about the character. Um, Like the decisions will be logical follow throughs from where we left off. For example, when he was standing over all of these vials of the serum. Yes. Love You're like... I'm thinking to myself, God, I hope this, I hope they know they're smart enough to not have him pick one up and stick it in his own leg. Like, and then of course he starts crushing them and it's like, okay, awesome. I I
0: was beautiful. You still feel like regardless of how he's behaving, his, his own personal code is, is being upheld. The same thing happened in the movie where he was like, they all thought his ultimate plan was to recover the Russian super soldier program and reactivate it. And he's like, I killed them all. He's like, why would I want these? Mu- I, my whole thing is that I don't want super people around. <laughs> he's like, so he got what he, they thought he wanted and he just immediately terminated it. He was like, no, fuck those guys. I don't need right. them. I just needed you here so that I could do the same thing to you. So I think ultimately what's going to be the problem is that if they succeed, they're now going to have to deal with a Zemo who doesn't think he still doesn't think the Avenger should exist. Like he and Sam had that talk. Right. Um, you know, he asked Sam if he would take that serum if he had the chance. And he's like, no. He's like, good. He's like, I like that you didn't even hesitate. Because um, I'm getting the sense that he likes Sam and he doesn't want to have to kill him. Right. Like he's probably going to try to kill Bucky, you know. So that's – um, so I think he's with them, right up until they succeed. And then it's, you know, he's, he's already got the mask. They showed it. Like that's his comic book mask. You know, Baron Zemo is always – he always wore that. That's his whole look. Yeah, so. yeah. These, Baron Zemo is there, you know, the, the full, fully realized version from the comics is like, is being established. I don't think they're going to throw that that's, out. That's pretty so. awesome. Yeah. That's pretty, that's yeah. pretty rad. I do like that. The mask was just sitting on the back seat of his car, like a, <laughs> like a Halloween costume right. from last year. Like, Oh, I forgot this was back here like this <laughs> with my, with my duffel bag full of guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess that's all we got from Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. I mean, we, know, we just have to wait and see. We could talk we, about what's coming up. We could up.
1: talk about uh, Justice League, but we don't have to. Let's not do that. Let's not talk about Justice League. We live in a society, and
0: that's it. We live in a society.
1: I don't. I don't mind talking. Ah, about you know it what? Though? It's the exact opposite. I don't know why I brought everything. it up. It's... Even I don't even feel like
0: because it's. Uh, I mean, it's like we're. We've done Justice League stuff before. I feel like people kind of want to hear our thoughts on it, even though it—why every, is everything so divisive, man? That bums me out. I know, that, like, it's so divisive. People are so violently opposed to each other's opinions, but I was never excited about the Snyder Cut. I didn't think it needed to exist. There was enough evidence from the original cut for me to know that there was no better version. Yeah in existence. And this just showed me that there wasn't like, it's a fine film. I'm sure it gave Snyder cut fans exactly what they needed. And I'm happy for them. Do you get the impression that I was bored to tears? Do you
1: get the impression that it really was what they wanted or that? Because I haven't really heard anybody talking about it.
0: Uh, I haven't either. It got rise of Skywalker and it came out and they were just like, okay, I guess we got our thing and that's it. Um, I don't think it, illuminated anything about the justice league universe that we didn't get from the film. Yeah. Uh, I think all of these characters are just poorly realized. I think they're poorly handled. I don't think Zack Snyder did any better of a job than, uh, what's his ass did the Avengers guy. Whedon. Is that who did that Joss Joss Joss? What's your kid's name? Joss. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's just, I think, I think their version of Superman is weird. I don't like... I just don't like Batman. (laughs) I think Batman is... uh, I don't... You know... I'm pretty opposed to like... Rich people right now. Because they're kind of responsible for everything (laughs) bad happening. (laughs) So I don't like the idea of... Of... of Putting one up on a pedestal in a fictional universe. As if he would use his wealth to help people. And I just... I don't buy it anymore. Mm. It's the most... It's the most unrealistic superhero that you could possibly come up with at this point. Yeah. We have people as rich richer than Bruce Wayne, and they don't do that shit. We already know they don't. So <laughs> why why would I pretend that there is one? Like, what good does that do me for my escapism? Um. So yeah, I don't like Batman. I think the Flash is just goofy. Aquaman has always sucked. Like, anybody who's been a DC fan for any amount of time, just knows Aquaman is goofy. Like it's, it's a fun concept, yeah. but he's not a good superhero. It's just not a, I control fish minds. Like, okay, we're going to be uh, on Mars. So you got to have fish powers there or what's going on? I I know you're, they tried to rebrand him. Yeah. In like the 2000, early two thousands uh, or late nineties as this, like, as what we see now, this Arthur Curry, you know, this, this man of the sea who's bearded and and brawny. And it's like, nah, man, he still talks to fish. <laughs> That's like anything. Any one of the justice league could do. Superman can do it, but better. And I think it was weird that the movie actually f- focused on that. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think the Snyder version had it, but the, the Joss Whedon version had the, the, the post credit thing where he and the flash and Superman were like racing each other. Yeah. And it's like, even if he doesn't quite beat the flash, even if the flash beats him by any amount of time, it's still a competition. So why do you need a fast guy? You know, when you've got a fast guy, that's also Superman, you know, it's yeah. So I don't think, I think the justice league is just Superman and just a bunch of dudes that hang out. (laughs) I don't know. Just the whole concept of the justice league is, is strange to me. So I
1: just, um, I I think that, it's weird that they were trying to create the idea of the Justice League without really exploring who these new characters were. And mm-hmm. the the Zack Snyder cut went a little bit further, maybe, in giving yeah. these characters a little bit of a backstory, but not in any way that felt that meaningful. It was just yeah. more shots. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I think the thing that I maybe appreciated the most was Cyborg having... Seeing how his mind operates—that was
0: great. The the interface of his uh, of his brain yeah. is very. That cool. was that yeah. was
1: an intriguing addition that that gave that character more, um, and that was cool. Yeah. He was always in his football jersey, which was kind of cool. Like his maybe idealistic version. Yeah, of himself. exactly. Like, yeah. Um, and so that was kind of interesting. But like for the the rest of it, I don't. I'm not really sure what it what it what it got us. I think I think, I think yeah. it was like inherently flawed from the beginning. Like the Zack Snyder vision or cut is an artificial construct because he only ever was going to make one film called the Justice League. And if he filmed like five or six hours worth of stuff, it doesn't mean he was going to make a six-hour film or split yeah. it. Like that was never, ever, ever the plan. He was always going to only make one movie. Are you saying that like his plan was to always make a four and a half hour film, like in release in theaters, yeah. like no, that's not ever what yeah. was going to happen. So maybe it's not anybody's fault. Maybe it's like the studio. Maybe it was the way Snyder yeah. was trying to put it all together. I, you maybe. know, I just
0: look at Snyder's older work and he, he's always kind of like struck a similar tone in all of his stuff. And for me, it's just, it's not my taste, you know, it's a little too, Um, it takes itself a little too seriously, it's a little too somebody what did what did somebody say? There he cares more about creating portraits, which is fair, you know, and it's fine. He creates moments. That's what they said. He's a moment director, and he he cares more about framing moments than he does about telling meaningful stories, which some people are into that. Some people prefer that, you know. And I know a lot of the complaints that people have about Whedon's version is that it's too goofy. It's got too much of that marvelization uh, of the jokes. Yeah. A lot of people hate that shit. And uh, I, I don't. I love it. I think the comic books movies should have some element of lightheartedness to, to break the tension. They don't all have to be Frank Miller's, you know, grim and dire wall to wall. They're comic books. You yeah. Know? It's like they're, 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 I, they're comic books don't have to be for children, but. I don't know. That's just, that's my personal taste when it comes to what what I like in a comic book movie. Like I like uh, James Gunn's version of anything. I can't wait for the next Suicide Squad movie. It looks looks pretty awesome. Way more up my alley. And yeah, it does just look like Guardians of the Galaxy redo down to most of the actors, but (laughs) I'd like that. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm excited to see dudes walking, you know, shoulder to shoulder in slow motion to some kitschy eighties or seventies track. You know, it's, it's going to work because that's what Suicide Squad demanded. Yeah. Like that's what that comic book was for. I, I was into that comic book uh, around the late 90s, maybe when Keith Giffen started writing for him again. I think Keith Bay created Suicide Squad, but then kind of ditched it and then came back to it to revitalize it. And I just thought it was hilarious. The whole idea that it was a dumping ground for all of DC's most embarrassing creations, um, but canonized instead of just like forgetting that these people existed. They're like, let's give them a, a, a big off, and create this agency that only deals with them. And they get this deal where they get time off their sentence or they die, you know? And it's, yeah. and I like that the, they had a reoccurring gag where uh dead shot, the character that Will Smith played in the original one was the only reoccurring member of suicide squad. And he was the only one that actually wanted to die. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to go on these missions and I'm going to get what I want, which is to die, but not by my own hand. And then he was the only one that ever survived because he's so capable and also just unlucky. Uh, And just watching people like calendar man and shit, just get eaten alive by ants. And just, it was always funny, you know, and it was, it needed to be funny. And the fact that they tried to make a movie that wasn't, originally funny. It was just like, I was like, oh no, that's totally missing the point. Like you guys can't do this. You can't have Jared Leto. That's his name. (laughs) You can't have Jared Leto getting all tattooed up and like torturing somebody in this weird sequence. That's like bordering on horror. You know, it's, um, so I'm, I'm stoked that James Gunn is, I kind of think they should just give, all the Marvel directors a DC movie to do and like let them fix this whole mess if they want oh, to have an expanded universe. I don't
1: know, man. I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying about the idea of the the tone of the films. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think they should give it to the Marvel guys. No, no, I don't mean that literally. Yeah, but like, but they did it literally. <laughs> they gave it to Joss. They did. Yeah, and that was a weird. Joss, that was a weird James. because um, just, yeah. I mean, that guy already didn't want to do any more freaking superhero movies so like why do you go to the yeah. guy who's burnt out on it and like d- just d- like it felt so desperate and dumb to go to do that Yeah. i mean at that point i guess you need somebody who's capable and you're like just go with the guy who can do it and and yeah. can make sense of this but but that's not always it's, the way that, you know and then you
0: realize like oh it wasn't just him that did that there's a whole yeah there's a whole crew over there at marvel making this possible when they brought, so if they want to make individual movies that are cool, that's fine. Like make the Joker. Like that's, if you want to have just a bunch of movies like that and just. Sure. You know, cash in on your individual properties, but they clearly wanted more than that, which is why they brought in Joss. <laughs> um, and Elfman. Joss, come in and Elfman and Joss. Joss and Elfman
1: who come in did a bunch of weird. law firm ever. We Joss and Elfman. Uh, Joss and Elfman are here for you. That guy brought some weird themes back strange mm-hmm. yeah bringing bringing back like the uh John Williams the, Superman theme is an odd choice it's yeah, an odd choice yeah
0: bringing back your own Batman theme fine you wrote that have at it but the other ones is just then mixing it in with like uh <laughs> junkie XL and like all Yeah it's that, really uh, weird I
1: don't know man I mean uh, the new Batman's looking pretty slick I'm I'm I guess I, guess. I mean I'm I'm the one I'm there uh, for that
0: I'm I'm Into the the dude, what's his name? That actor, the one from Tenet and uh, uh, Lighthouse, Townsend, Pattinson, Pat Rob, Pat Robertson, Robert
1: Pattinson. I said,
0: I said Robert, I said Townsend, because I'm like Robert Townsend, the dude from Hollywood Shuffle. No, 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 Robert Pattinson.
1: uh, He'll make a good. He seems like he's he's a great actor as a
0: as a as a leading man. The Lighthouse
1: totally blew my mind. I mean, he completely. I still
0: have to watch it. It's oh my
1: god. uh, Put that on your list. It's,
0: it's the exact same problem I had with the witch from the same director, yeah. which was that I just never felt like I was in the mood for what I thought it was going to be. You'll always
1: be in the mood for the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Then I
0: watched the witch and I was like, why didn't I watch this sooner? Um, Oh man, maybe we should just wrap it up with our recommends from Let's do it. the last. Yeah. I got some good horror recommends. Uh, did you ever watch terrified? I know we talked about it. That Argentinian never, movie. I have not watched terrified. Oh man. Watch terrified tonight. I want to see how you feel about it. I love terrified. That's one of my favorite horror movies from the last year or whatever, whenever it came out. I think it's a couple years old, but it Indeed. just came on shutter recently. I don't recommend shutter as a service. They've only got like one or two cool exclusives and a bunch of real garbage, mm. uh, licensing deals. But, uh, if you could just scoop up a 7-day trial you know to watch terrified absolutely do that cuz it's worth it um it's a very it's a great mix of paranormal uh but also sort of uh cosmic at the same time so i think it's enough nice. paranormal to like to tickle your your fancy but uh what the hell weird anyway I just hell? got like an Xbox notification on my desktop. I didn't uh, expect that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Terrified. Uh, what else? Oh, and Invincible is another one
1: that Amazon show. Yeah, Invincible is really, really good. Did you watch you, the I, most I, recent you, one? You turned me on to that. Yeah, yeah, I watched the most recent one, and I just absolutely love where they're taking. Me too. The story. Uh, it's I'm phenomenal. Here for
0: it. So I, I felt, remember you were telling me, uh, about the second episode and I had actually fallen asleep cause I was just white. I didn't fall asleep cause the show was boring. I fell asleep cause I just had a long day and I was wiped out. Uh, but then had that crazy ass conclusion with, with Omni man. Mm-hmm. I also missed that really great encounter between invincible and that like space marshal that showed oh, yeah. up to like test him. Dude, that guy was hilarious. <laughs> He's just like invincible. He's like, come on, man. He's like, I pretty much just beat your ass. I handed it to you back there. <laughs> like it's, it's like, I'm not even sweating. Um, so yeah, it's a new superhero property. Uh, I, I think it's it's not new. It's based on a comic book, but it's new on television. It's an animated series Uh, fr- co-created by Robert Kirkman, the guy who created Walking Dead. So it's...
1: I, uh, it's I'm a, not familiar with the comic, but from what I understand... They are doing it serious justice.
0: Yeah. I love it. I like J.K. Simmons. You know, he's great yeah. in whatever he's in. And he's, oh, the whole,
1: the whole cast is, is yeah. phenomenal.
0: Yeah, you got Steven Yeun from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, Sandra O oh is great. What else they got? It's a lot of Walking Dead people showing up in there yeah. for sure. Uh, Walter Goggins, is. I love him. He's a fucking crazy dude. He's always a nut job in everything I see him in. You know, Walter Goggins? Um, Mm. he was in, Mm. he was in, do you remember hateful eight? Did you watch that? Yes. He was the guy that was like the only surviving dude with Samuel Jackson, who was like the most racist at the beginning of the movie, but then kind of like came around.
1: Oh, okay. To Samuel
0: Jackson by the, he's got kind of a weird, like receding hairline and like big, real big teeth. You know, that's yep he's he's the guy with the scar the government guy in in invincible
1: oh he's great
0: yeah i love goggins uh yeah man invincible what else you got any recommends
1: yeah well my only recommendation really i only have one and that's um mortal Kombat. yeah on the 24th of this month (laughs) that's my my only recommendation what
0: an excellent plug yeah if you're on Patreon, that's that's going down. Look out for a uh, a post about that. We're gonna set it up and and deliver. Maybe even uh. Maybe I'll even bust out the fictional fight commentary voice. You know, periodically, not as a promise, as like a performance, but just like, just to color commentate a little bit. You know, maybe that's got to happen.
1: Maybe we can do a little like pregame it. on that with some uh, some Mortal Kombat soundtrack. We'll, we'll oh, oh man, I love a little it. Little hangout.
0: Yeah, I I feel like there's going to be some great opportunities for for fictional fight commentary moments because even in the trailer, (laughs) Sub-Zero, they're in a building, right? They're enclosed with four walls and a ceiling and a floor, but Sub-Zero still makes his own wall out of ice with the express purpose of throwing a man through it. And I was like, dude, just throw him through that wall over there. (laughs) Like what? You generated a fake wall to like a prop wall to just. I'm sure you know, <laughs> it looked awesome. Like the staging of these fights, uh, of the choreography looks great. But yeah, it's silly. He made a fake wall just to throw a guy, just to throw a guy through. So I'm pretty
1: stoked, man. Uh, from what I understand, the choreography is really done in honor of, of the game. They don't hold yeah. back, but I, it's Love really it. super con- competent and uh, well, you know. And at the the cast is great. They get yeah. the right people in the right roles, you know? The design
0: looks great. We were talking about this. Like, I don't feel like, you know, when you see Sub-Zero and Scorpion, they don't look silly to me. They look awesome. So that's yeah. that's promising.
1: You know, that's, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And can't wait to see all you guys there, too. Yeah, can't miss that we'll be one. doing
0: it. I, I can't imagine There's... anybody's going to want to miss that. No. That's the one to get to. Yes. Yeah. All I, hope right, they man. A, I hope they have a kick-ass soundtrack
1: for that movie too. That's, oh, they're gonna have to. You, I mean, gotta, they're gonna they're gonna do the. Set, do you think they're gonna do the track?
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if they can. That's like, <laughs> if they're trying to strike a, a serious. That's weird. The Mortal Kombat is like dark, but it was never serious. It was always goofy. There was always some kind of crazy shit happening. Yeah. They broke the fourth wall all the time in the game, and it was just. It's a tough line to walk. You know, we'll see. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I'll ex- I'll allow it. Basically, is what I'll say if they want to bust techno syndrome <laughs> out, uh, I'll be I'll be good either way.
1: Yeah, I I'll have mixed feelings on that. Yeah. But uh. Damn I man, we'll, All right. We'll find yeah. out.
0: We got a nice beefy recording time here, so. Yeah,
1: there's some beef on this one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let's uh, yeah. So on we'll that note, um, yeah, stay on Discord. We'll be seeing you there. Stay tuned for more info on Episode 7, mm-hmm. followed by 8 and 9. Production on Episode 7 is happening now. Uh, yes. And we have the story mapped out for 8 and 9. So I think, like, once we get the ball rolling on, on 7, the other ones are going to fall into place mu- much more quickly behind yeah. uh, the, the uh, 7. So, yeah, stay tuned for info on that. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys in the, the ether.
0: That's it. Ethernet. Get hit with that ether.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. I'll get direct. All right. See you guys later. All right, everybody.
0: Man,
1: I'm going to hit stop. All right. Bye.